Hey, 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 this is April from April Rose Speaking Podcast. I want to thank you, Roses, for tuning in today and listening to this very special episode. This uh, particular podcast is an interview with Justin and Charity Jordan. Uh, These individuals live in Atlanta, Georgia, and they are both in the film industry. One work um, actually behind the camera and the other is an actress. So if you are an inspiring artist or a filmmaker or actress who is interested in the film industry, make sure you grab a pen and paper just to jot down ideas because there was a lot of gems that was dropped Um in this podcast and also I want to preface this because I am in transition with equipment right now if you could just be a bit patient um, there is some crossover during our transition Um, it kind of sounds like we're talking over each other but that's not how it was recorded and I tried to fix it as much as I could Uh, but just make sure you tune in you're in a nice quiet spot maybe have a glass of wine or some tea or whatever your thing is and enjoy thanks roses and I'll talk to you soon All right, April Rose speaking listeners, it's that time again. It must be Wednesday noon Central Standard Time. I am so excited to speak with If you don't know who I am, if you are a new listener, I am April Rose and I started a podcast less than a year ago. I'm very interested in learning about people and their passion and the reason why I was in a domestic violent relationship and if you are a true Rose, you've heard different podcasts. And I wanted to turn my life around and follow my passion and my dream and just start a new life over again for me and my kids. Well, it's truly a passion of mine. I am certainly walking in my path. And uh, make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, and also go out to iTunes and make sure that you rate this podcast, review this podcast, and make sure you share. So I want to thank you podcast for, I want to thank you listeners for listening again. Now, this couple that I am speaking with today, I am super excited to talk to them. Like, literally, I am outside of my recording hours for this couple, literally. I'm so picky with my time nowadays with the kids and just with my life. But the next guest that I'm going to introduce you to, I said, whatever time, whatever day, you name it. So my next guest, they're a married couple who are overachievers super successful in my eyes outstanding hard-working parents and also the epitome of black love i want to welcome onto my podcast justin and charity jordan how are you two doing tonight what's up april how are you that was a <laughs> heck of an intro i'm over here like i don't know if i can live up to that you guys i've literally been spying on your life for literally almost like the last 10 years i've known justin for longer um but the reason i sought you two out on my podcast like i said i've been following you for years um and i've been um i well i just want to break something down really fast okay so my listeners have been listening in on my journey And I have some really good topics as of 2020. I talked about colorism. I've talked about raising strong black boys in America. And in the colorism episode, I literally talked about colorism and how it affected and changed me. 
And of course, in the African-American community, we have, we've, we've had a history, um, a sad history of light skin, dark skin, a brown paper bag test, like all of this dark history that kind of went on just due to racism and then what we've kind of done to ourselves. But the story is kind of lighthearted. But I literally, at Southside High School, Justin was salutorian. Were, were you, Justin? You weren't valedictorian. You were... What? Uh, <laughs> Don't no. laugh, Charity, but Justin... I was I was ranked. I was no, ranked, you gotta was, say whether you salvatore. I was ranked. I was ranked ninth at the uh, at the end oh, of the year. Okay. I was third. Okay, at the end well, of you were close. You're close. But I remember. I want to say it was around prom. And this person that I'm gonna mention, who's not on this podcast, she listens to this podcast, and you're gonna probably be shocked. But you could say yay or nay. Did you date or talk to Sharita? Okay, yes. so it was around that time that I had a crush on you. And was it, like, close to prom? Was it close to prom time? Uh, it, it was see? prom yes. junior year. See how I remember this. So, me having a colorism episode, this is totally funny. Because I bring up that colorism really, really didn't truly affect me until I was interested in the opposite sex. So when you and her were like talking, I was totally hating on Sharita. Like for real. Like that is probably where the light skin hit me. Like that girl got the best black man in high school. So anyways, I literally had to bring that up because I giggled to myself now. <laughs> and if, if people literally see your wife and how beautiful she is, like is that's the <laughs> I bought it back. <laughs> I want my pimping. Black and the so yeah i literally had to throw that in before we got deep into this conversation totally crushed on you for like two months totally hated on sharita love you sharita we're both in hr so she listens to this and she's gonna get a giggle out of this but anyways i had to get that out of the way so moving forward i followed you guys since 2010 like i started facebook in 2009 and i saw you guys in 2010 promoting the mommy chronicles and as I'm watching that, I'm like, dang, why didn't I think of that? This is so smart. So then I saw Charity pick up a television show. Super, I was super excited, saw that. I shared it on my Facebook page. And unfortunately, it was canceled. And then more recently, I saw that your beautiful wife, Charity, had a role in Selma. So that's what I followed you guys doing. But if you guys could let the listeners know, like from 2010 or whenever this started, like, could you tell the journey of of what you guys have done in the past and, and what you're doing now? Because you guys are awesome. Um, well, first, I have to uh, I have to give the credit to my beautiful chocolate wife, uh, Charity. She created Mommy Uncensored, and it was yes. loosely based on uh, it was loosely based on our lives. Um, but she had this this great idea one day where she said that she hadn't seen she hadn't seen us portrayed in a realistic way of being in the thick of it, of being married with kids um, and trying to have a career and still trying to have a sex life and still trying mm-hmm. to be socially relevant. Uh, social media was getting really big and um she said i know i'm not the only one struggling with motherhood and being a wife so 
why don't we create something that will at least heal people through laughter? Yeah, so I'm really happy about that. And just we were able to work together um, sometimes really well, sometimes really not well working together. But the goal really was just to empower families. So we're really proud of that. You can still check it out. Still featured on YouTube, Mommy Uncensored. You can go to uncensoredmom.com and get caught up on all the episodes. Um, but but I think your question was more about just where the journey started. I think Justin and I both have been pretty much involved in the arts a large part of our lives. Um, I started working in professional theater when I was like 14 to 15 and then just kept going from there. Of course, I stopped here and there, got a couple degrees, got married, etc. But it just always was just a, a thing that was healing for me um, and a passion, kind of like what mm-hmm. you spoke about earlier. And in Indiana, uh, the way that we grew up playing playing sports, like I grew up playing soccer or basketball, and that was like the thing we did in elementary, middle, and high school. Uh, the thing that that Charity and her very talented circle of friends did coming up was just act and do theater and create their own plays and uh, their own songs and their own everything. So they did that from, from middle school on. So she's, you know, she was always incredibly talented. And when she had the idea of uh, of just creating a little something, this was, it was before web series were like really even popular. I was like itching to make a movie. So we took these small little chapters of our lives that she wrote, um, or that she, she had a team of writers at the time. And we turned these little five minute, kind of funny, painful tidbits of our lives and uh, turned them into a series. And then we won a few film festivals and uh, we made another season. And then uh, we got into development with Magic Johnson's Aspire TV network. And then they gave us a budget and we um, filmed the pilot and then they aired it for, mm-hmm. for over mm-hmm. two years. And uh, somewhere in between there, she landed an agent and, um, and she booked Selma and she booked Constantine on NBC and uh, several other things that will come so out this year. excited. I'm so excited, guys. You guys don't know how this makes me so happy, but I do need to take a step back and ask. I meant to ask this before we got into the meat and potatoes of everything. How did you guys meet? I'm interested in knowing this. In the dance ministry at the church. Why did you say that? Why did you just say at the church? I don't know why. We just met at... It's so weird. Wait a minute. Because it's did funny. It's Could you funny. repeat what you said? See what I'm saying? Oh my God. Every time I say the story, somebody says, Oh, so you had like jazz hands, Justin? You jazz hands? But, uh, it wasn't liturgical. Yes, it was. It wasn't liturgical praise dances, you know? Like... I didn't have one in a row, yes, and I did. wasn't a mime, which I think the mime was pretty cool. But it wasn't like, you know, like, I wasn't in a row waving a baton. Yes, you were. Uh, it was more like modern, modern. That sound even worse. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut it up. was like West African so was, hip-hop. So was it love at first sight? Definitely not. I think she was the first time she oh saw my me, God. but it took me a few years before I ran Okay. Uh, but in all serious, okay. in all seriousness, we knew each other or of each other for about three years, and we were in. I think we were just in a really beautiful movement at the time. We had a a church that had a really great uh, pool of 
of singles who were all kind of trying to do the same thing, which was uh, give our life to the Lord or uh, and do things the right way or at least try. And um, we were all in that circle of friends. After a couple of years, we became like truly good friends. And we both were moving out of our respective houses at the same time and trying to find our own place. So we ended up looking for houses together as just friends. And right, right. And uh, that's when I learned she had good credit. Oh, God. Sexy Kale having good credit. Being smart. Good conversation. And she was fine. And she could dance. That's that's a a tough combination. I love that. I absolutely love that. So let me ask you, um, do you guys have like traditional married roles? Because you are, you know, in the film industry and you're, you know, going for um, roles, you know, do you guys have a traditional family, like traditional husband, wife roles? Or do you guys share? How How does that work out? What does that look like? Well, what do you mean when you say traditional? Like, mm-hmm. I took a traditional wife and um, husband, but you know, with all the things that you're doing, I'm, I'm just and with children, I'm having a feeling that it may not be too traditional, or it might be. I just might be assuming things. It, it's it appears that nowadays, uh, at least in the industry that I work in, and kind of the circle we have that. The tradition is not to get married, Amen. <laughs> not to I'm have children. Uh, but uh, I, I honestly think that we've been married now for for twelve years. It'll be thirteen on April Fool's Day, and we're still we're still finding our way. Like we're still, I think we're a, a beautiful, wonderful team, but we still kind of yes. trade off on things. Um, like we both. We both do the laundry. We both, uh, I think I would, I cook maybe 60, 40, but, but with, at times she'll do most of the cooking. Um, uh, we both, we both clean. Um, we have this, we have a system where like, if, uh, if she, she, she hates putting away things and I hate folding things. So sometimes she'll fold and I'll put them away, but yeah, we kind of go back and it forth. Sound- go ahead. I, yeah, I think. I think the, I was gonna say I think the the honest thing of it is that we're, we have really really um, complex mm-hmm. and busy lives, and so perhaps there could be another way where we could have a lot more traditional things. But honestly, it just it's just too much for one person to do sometime and to, and to have that expectation that only he's gonna do this or only I'm gonna do that. It just never really worked in our in our marriage. I mean, that, that was before life was busy. We never really lived by those kind of standards. And it was kind of just whoever was able to do it at that time. Now, taking out the trash is is his thing, right? Um, that's my, own, my only little like, you gotta do that. But other than that, it's really whoever can get to it first and can get it done. Um, and who does it better? You know, if it's something something that somebody does better, but for the most part, we share we share mm-hmm. those kind of household duties. Um, there's other things that the other person does primarily because they're better at it. But but even in that, I think we could we could You're change right. if we needed to. You yeah. know. And yeah. And and um, like for example, I did a I did a show in uh, in Savannah for six months uh, earlier this 
uh, I guess in 2019 now. And for that, I would drive back home on the weekends, but during the week it was just charity and she literally held everything down. And I would come back on the weekends and I would cook like meals for the week and I would try to do as much laundry or try to help out as much as I could, but pretty much everything fell on her. And um, now she's she just booked a, a play at the Kenny, Kenny Leon True Colors Theater here in Atlanta, <laughs> shameless plug. And and she's still also working full time and she's also like booking other things. So she's extremely busy and I'm trying my best to, to, to carry as much of the weight as I can so that she can have this few moments to just truly be an artist. Good. True teamwork. And um, just what I've known, because my parents, they've been married for going on 40 years. And when I look at marriages that last, is just knowing your role in the moment. And it can change. One is taking on more of the responsibility while the other one's being creative and then vice versa. So, I mean, that's just what I've observed. But um, moving on to the next question, how has living in Atlanta influenced um, your career? Uh, For both of you guys, I guess. Like, uh, me and Justin had a conversation before the podcast, and I was saying, well, is that hard, her going back and forth to, you know, LA or New York and he's like well you know Atlanta is pretty it's been popping so how does how does that affect your your career charity and Justin um well I mean Atlanta's home for me so uh I think if I'm if I wasn't here I'd feel a little uncomfortable um but but I I think we we have careers where you have to you know be able to be flexible I think you said that word I think that's really where it is, you kind of move as the work calls you. However, I think we're in a phase of our lives where we, we are a little more particular about the things we choose and, and not choose to do. Um, but but it's nice that we've been able to be stabilized here and grow in our career and grow in just our own work. I mean, we're really people who really believe in doing our own thing and producing as much content on our own as we can. Um, and so this is where our network and our circle is. And so we, we love it here. And honestly, the, um, the work has come to us before, before, uh, film was really here in Atlanta. Uh, we kind of had this, like this quiet prayer of wanting to, like wanting to be in Hollywood. And it, it really just came to us. Um, there are certain industries where you literally have to live where the industry is in order to, to, to get work in it. And film and television is one of those industries. But because Atlanta has become one of the top three film places in the country, um, I've been able to work here exclusively for the past six years now. And I've only had to take two shows that were that were out, outside of the city, uh, or two or three. And um, Charity's been, we've been really fortunate. She's only had to go out of town, I think, twice now for work because there's so much here. Uh, so it's been a blessing that we were in a big market uh, because then we might have to create our own opportunities or, right. or not work. Okay. I was speaking to Justin earlier today and I was telling him about uh, an experience I had when I stayed in Chicago because I went to college at the University of Illinois at Chicago and I had a child and it was maybe five years out of high school and so I would get 
her hair braided, you know, in little beads. She was young. I was in Chicago. And so the, the young teenage girl that was braiding her hair, she basically said, you know, I was just talking to her and I like to ask young kids, like, what are they going to do when they grow up? Or So she was going to college that summer. And I said, so what are you going to go to school for? And she said, I'm going to go make movies. And when she said that, it literally stopped me in my tracks. I felt like I was hit with a ton of bricks. And it's just like, I never really thought about, you know, making movies or telling my narrative as a black woman. And I was just like, so astounded by that. And so when I told Justin that, he's like, April, I don't know what it is. And we, you know, we're both from the Midwest. He's like, I feel the same way. So when I look at you guys, I just feel so proud to see that you guys are expressing yourselves. You're creating a narrative, you know, almost like Insecure, the awkward black girl. And you guys are creating that narrative of a black husband and wife raising beautiful children in America. So, Justin, I'm interested in, in trying to find that how did you get into the niche of of being in film and in television how how did that happen was it naturally because of of um of what we talked about earlier and how you would you know movies with your wife well i um so i worked after i after i graduated from uh, depaul university uh in 2003 i moved to atlanta and i got uh, a job in advertising and it was there being on set doing um like like television commercials and photo shoots uh it it was there that i I learned that i had a love of storytelling um but i didn't want to tell stories about sausage jack daniels or diapers i wanted to tell stories about the human interest and it was there that i realized that i i thought in 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 pick in movies uh i daydreamed in movies and but I never thought that it was a possibility. Like I'd never heard of the film industry until I was 32 years old, yeah. <laughs> married with two kids. And I was like, oh my, this is actually an avenue. And I guess maybe it's just a product of uh, growing up in the Midwest, but um, nonetheless, um, I fell in love and was able to cut my teeth on shooting just about everything. I got a chance to direct a couple of TV commercials and made tons of short, like branded content and got my hands on a lot of equipment at the ad agency. It was a wonderful, uh, you know, testing ground. And then along that same time, uh, my wife was developing ideas for this little, this little YouTube skit thing at the time. So then when we made the web series, we were really inspired by uh, Issa Rae, who had developed Awkward Black Girl, which many think it was her first web series, but it was actually Mm -hmm. her second or third at the time. Um, I was I was hugely inspired by Ava DuVernay, who was <laughs> and still is one of my heroes, as well as Richard Young, who is uh, her cinematographer on a lot of her, her, her best work. And it was because of those things that I had such great inspiration. And I said, Ava never went to film school and she didn't pick up a camera yeah. until she was in her 30s. And she's making some of the greatest the greatest films of our decade. Uh, and Bradford Young, he just jumped in and kind of did it. Like he went to Howard. Um, you know, but the, like these were my heroes in Easter Ray. So I was like, you know what? I, I let's jump in and do it. Like let's just go and for I, it. And I love it because you weren't nineteen. You weren't twenty-two. You were married with children, and you know that's why I created this podcast for this outlet for us to for for people to hear that they have an opportunity. And, and we're recording this the day after Kobe 
passed away. But life is so short. We can literally wake up tomorrow and do what we have a passion for. You don't have to fit in this box. And that's why you and your wife's story is just so inspiring to me, like literally 10 years ago. Like, you know, when I think of everything, maybe you guys are in a piece of my brain. And it showed me that I can live the life that I want to live. And that's what I hope this podcast does for other people. Um, Getting close to the end of the podcast, I have a couple more questions. What are some of the things, and Charity or Justin, you can answer this question, but what are, the, some of the, what are some of the things that you are instilling in your daughters to ensure that they're confident and that they go after their dreams? What are some of the things that you're doing? Um, oh my gosh, well, we, you know we have rock star daughters, I must admit. Whoever the parents <laughs> are are doing a great job. Oh, got it. Um, well, our daughters just became officially yes. published authors. So they now are the authors of five books, two book series, one play with your history and play with your food. And so, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They are constantly doing speaking engagements and book signings and, you know, encouraging other other youth to follow their dreams and sharing their journey. And so it's really, really cool to see how just giving anyone a platform to shine is so life changing. And that's really what we believe in and you know they, they're listening and getting the lessons so they'll they, they have savings plans and profit margins they're looking at and all kind of cool things from the selling of their books um, which are on Amazon if anyone wants to grab those and support um, their project but I, I do think that without even saying it to them they see us living our dream they see how hard we work um, they see me study my lines. They help me <laughs> study lines. Um, they go to, with Justin on long days for shoots. They're here in the process. And one of the things that I was really conscious about was not hiding the process from them um, and being honest with them. They see when I don't get parts and I'm, you know, and I lose. And they see the episodes when they come on TV and they're like, Mommy, you read for that. Oh, the other lady got it. And they see that journey. Yeah. They see highs and lows. And I think, I think it is showing them the realities of life, but that we don't give up. And whatever we love is what we do. You know, um, when we love something and we care about it, we give, if we invest in it and we take time to nurture it. And I believe that they are, they're seeing that on a regular basis from the, from us. Um, and it's evident in their lives and the way they respond and the way they plan, um, and the way they interact with people around them. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of them for that. I mean, if it's one thing that we got right now, I know you like the shows and everything, but I think the kids yeah. really got right. <laughs> We're working on other parts of our relationship, but you know, I, I think I think the greatest thing that we're teaching them is from our actions. And Justin and I are constantly showing them through our actions that you can make whatever you want happen if you work hard yeah. at it. What? And a, a, big, a big thing that, um, like a big pivot and changing moment in my life was when um, when I was in advertising, I never would have I never would have left that job. I was there for eleven years, and it had I had grown, and um, you know it was it was a really really meaningful uh, opportunity in my life. But I never would have left that job. And then when uh, our our agency basically laid off everybody because it was hitting hard times, uh, it was in that season where my wife, my beautiful black woman, and instead of moving back home with her mama, she said, "Baby." take three months 
and just chase your dream. She was like, with, with everything that I've wanted to do, you've supported me wholeheartedly. So take three months of this year, uh, the first three months, and I just want you to focus on doing your dream and then we'll figure stuff out. And I was terrified and I was scared, but it was in those three months where I focused on doing what I love and doing things for the love of it and not for money. And miraculously, uh, in that three month window, I got my opportunity to, uh, I was the third string recommendation for an RPA or a production assistant on Soma. And uh, and it was, and I was the third string. I I didn't know what I was doing. I I, I shouldn't have got the job. I was terrible at the job at first. But for some reason, they believed in me and they gave me a shot. And because I worked on Selma, I was able to look at the cast wall and see that there was a, uh, that they were still casting. And then I pressed my wife, who had just gotten an agent but hadn't gotten an audition yet. I pressed her to press her agent to really go for it because I knew how special the movie was going to be. So she pressed her agent. Then, long story short, she got booked. And then everything that everything that we lacked because we hit hard times. Everything that we lacked and me being laid off and advertising, and at the time I think we were in on one income, she made up for in spades in being cast in the film. And not only that, but it opened up doors for for me to meet my hero, Ava, and work with her. Uh, like, when we got on set, everybody was nervous and terrified to meet Oprah. Like, Charity was like, you know, she loves Oprah. She was so hyped to meet Oprah. I was so hyped to meet Ava. Like, I was a nervous mm-hmm. wreck around Ava and Bradford. And and, and, and Charity's first day on set, she's in hair and oh makeup with Oprah God. for three hours. So it just it, it just came full circle to me getting back to doing what I love and doing it for the love and doing it for passion. And that's what Mommy Uncensored was also birthed out of. Though. It was birthed out of doing it for the passion and for the love of it. So although a lot of people would say, oh, I saw that little YouTube thing you're doing. I saw that little YouTube, you still doing the little YouTube thing? But we treated it, we treated it like it was yes. a full TV production on NBC, ABC, because we poured our hearts into it because we weren't focused on money or, or, or fame or anything, things that we're still, that we still haven't reached yet in our eyes, but we were doing it because we really wanted to help other people who might've been going through the same things that we were going through. And because of that passion, that's what ended up, I believe, leading to uh, getting looked uh, at by other seven networks and even getting yeah and like i said time. that little nugget of you guys you know doing that series it just always resonated and sat in the back of my head and i'm like no i'm i'm gonna i'm going through some things right now but i'm gonna live the life that i want because how sad would it be if all of us woke up one day and it's our last day and we didn't follow our passion like, if we did not follow right. our passion like how much meaning you know what are or fulfilling what our life have been so i really commend you too for following your dream and inspiring people like me sitting next to oprah and mentioning oprah i went to oprah i went to one of her shows and the day that i went to her show my car was stolen in chicago and i was praying oprah was giving cars out on that show i still showed up oprah but you didn't give me a car but i still showed up But I really, like I said, appreciate that. But I have one last word or one last question. And this is me being nosy. Is y'all having some more kids? Y'all got them two beautiful girls. Is y'all going to try for a boy? (laughs) 
I'm looking at my wife. I think she pleaded the fifth. Okay, so I fell asleep when you said that. I went right to sleep. I was like, "What's she talking about?" Yeah, we're. I think we're done in the. I think we're done in the birth factory. We have a lot of babies in our mind. Right. Project. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to end it on a funny note. I mean, you guys are awesome, awesome sauce, awesome sauce. So, um, before we go. is there anything that you two want to express to the listeners out there? Someone that's, that might be struggling, someone that has a passion and someone's telling them because they have kids that you need to focus everything on the kids and it's not about you anymore. It's about the children. Do you guys have anything to say, anything at all to my listeners, to my roses? Well, I think the way that you do focus on your kids is by focusing on you. I mean, happy people raise happy children. And if you're not, happy because you're suffocating a part of yourself your children will see that and they will be mad at you 20 years from now when they say why don't you just do what you want to do so you could be happy and nice I mean giving your best self is treating yourself best and so I hope that all your roses do that and that they continue to bloom last word sir yeah I, I focus on trying to keep my priorities keep my dreams in order so uh, I, I do have a dream of uh, writing creating directing and producing our own our own content but I also remember that I have I have a dream of having having children and having a, a wonderful family and a, a wonderful marriage so I make that and I keep that as my priority and I try to fit in with balance uh, my uh, you know, my dream of, of, of film and TV. And on the same hand, since my life, since our lives are so busy, I try to do five minutes a day. Like I just finished a, a feature screenplay and so like 99 pages. And I just, I just get five hard minutes a day toward my dream. And then that way I get the Yeah, and, and that's, that's really good advice. I'm glad that you said that because my daughter will graduate high school this year. She's a makeup artist. Um, and she overwhelms herself. She likes to do a lot of projects. And I say, Shania, you can't overwhelm yourself. If you do one thing, if you can think about a project being like, I don't know, a clock, and you just move one day, a little piece of that like needle towards your goal, and you do just a little bit each day, you're gonna finish your goal. If you do that every single day, just a little bit. Don't overwhelm yourself because um, anything moving forward is better than going backwards. So that's how I try to put it in perspective. So I'm glad that you said that five minutes a day. Just touch it five minutes a day and uh, you'll hit that goal. So where can my roses find out more about you guys and your project or, or link up with you on social media? Where can my roses find you guys? So uh, you can find our newest children's book series, uh, McKenzie and Morgan's Play With Your History at McKenzieandMorgan.com. Uh, you can watch our, our web series, Mommy Uncensored, at uh, mommyuncensored.tv. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can follow Charity uh, at, uh, one, at one Charity Jordan uh, on all her social media. And you can follow me at Artist Director. Guys, rock. You guys continue to walk in your path. 
continue to be the epitome of black love continue to be examples to others because you certainly most definitely was an example to me um thank you guys for your time tonight you you're so thank you thank you roses for listening tonight i really appreciate you listening into each and every episode and make sure that you listen to me on spotify you can look me up on google play also on itunes and make sure you subscribe so you can get those notifications when the next podcast will be out thank you roses and i will talk to you next time have a good night bye Bye.